counselors, school staff, principals, district support, SSD coordinators, AP course audit administrators, and of course, AP teachers. They all do meaningful work to support equity and access for AP students at our schools, creating opportunities for hundreds of thousands of students to earn college credit and or placement. And in each of those AP programs, the energy, the spirit, the very foundation, we find the AP coordinator. This critical role, that of the AP coordinator, it brings to mind a question. What makes a good AP coordinator? Well, I believe, I believe the best AP coordinators are dedicated, motivated, and well, coordinated. I'm your host, Derek Cometa. Thanks for joining us for a series of interviews with experienced and incredibly talented AP coordinators. This school year, more than just about any in recent history, presents some unique and unprecedented times for schools and AP programs. Perhaps, perhaps there is no better time to share our collective voices and perspectives. Today on Coordinated. I parked on a side street and grabbed the chainsaw and started walking. And this guy comes just walking out from behind the house. Since 1955, the College Board's Advanced Placement Program, commonly known as AP, has been delivering excellence in education to millions of students worldwide through over 18,000 AP programs. And the AP coordinator? Well, with a shout out to the AP coordinator's manual, the coordinator's role is to manage the exam registration and ordering process, including the receipt, storage, distribution, administration, security, return of materials, collection of fees, and submission of final payment. That's quite a mouthful. My own personal thoughts? We coordinators are truly amazing. Let me say that again. We coordinators are truly amazing. Some of the best people in all of education and often, often a behind the scenes hero of our AP programs. Speaking of amazing, let's get to our special guest today. Period one, dedicated. Dr. Lisa Benelli is a vice principal and the AP coordinator at Hume Fogg Academic Magnet High School in Nashville, Tennessee. Thanks in no small part to her influence, Hume Fogg is one of the top performing schools in the entire state. From her office window, you can almost see the outline of the stadium where her beloved Tennessee Titans play football, and the arena where her Nashville Predators play hockey. She is an avid sports fan, dog lover, passionate educator, 
and AP coordinator extraordinaire, Lisa Benelli. Welcome to Coordinated. Wow, Derek, thank you for that great introduction. I'm excited to be here today. All right, let's start with uh, the beginning. Where, where did you grow up? Has Nashville always been home for you? Actually, Derek, no. Nashville has not always been home for me. I grew up in a little port town in Fairport Harbor, Ohio. And from there, I went to the University of Akron in Akron, Ohio. While I was there and enrolled in educational courses, I had this burning love of country music inside of me. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not afraid to admit it. Uh, but I, I wanted to be involved in the music business somehow, but I knew behind the scenes. So in 1994, I packed my bags and moved here and started to work some gigs here in Music City, USA. And I understand you started your education career in information systems. Is that correct? You're absolutely right. Uh, while I was working the, those gigs, I had to have a real job, right? <laughs> <laughs> so I became a support staff member at a high school in Nashville. And while I was there as the information uh, systems manager, my mentor, who was an assistant principal there, said, why are you not finishing your teaching degree? And I said, good question. I, I need to do that. So I enrolled at uh, Middle Tennessee State University. Finished my teaching degree at night while working during the day, and that same AP hired me as a first-year teacher in the same school. And now, as an assistant principal, and perhaps more importantly today, an AP coordinator, I'm curious, what led you into the field of education? Was there any specific inspiration? Oh, I'm glad you asked that. Actually, my senior year in high school, I had an accounting teacher that uh, changed the world for me. I used to always be afraid of math and numbers, and all of a sudden, I have this love for debits and credits, and everything had to balance. <laughs> and, you know, oh, everything has to balance. That's great. That's me. <laughs> and so uh, that's why I picked business as my uh, degree. All right. Now, this might be hard. But please try to control yourself here. Can you tell us about Hume Fogg Academic Magnet High School? I know you are quite proud of your school. <laughs> I'm glad you said that because, uh, because you got to visit us, Derek. I know you know that you could see the beaming smile on my face. And I have that every day when I go to work and when I leave. Because Hume Fogg is actually a historic school. It was Nashville's first public high school, and it's known as the Castle. And it looks like a castle right in the heart of downtown Nashville on Broadway. And uh, we've, we, our students are enrolled from all over the district. So we have um, the top students, and they are so kind-hearted and respectful. I remember my first year at the Castle, my hands were loaded with materials and I was walking and a student just turned around and said, can I help you with that? And it just caught me off guard that somebody even was paying attention to me. Um, I love going there every day, Derek. It's a special, magical place. And what about your AP program? How about some numbers off the top of your head? 
just to share some context with everyone. Ready? That sounds great. Let's do it. About how many students take an AP course each year? We average about 640 each year. Approximately how many different AP courses does your school offer? About 22 courses. Since you do the master schedule for your school, I think this one will be easy. What's your single largest AP course? You're right, I know that one, Derek. We require all of our seniors to take a AP Microeconomics and AP US Government back-to-back fall and spring. So that is hands down our largest AP course. And so about how many total AP exams are we talking about in a typical year? We average about 1,600 AP exams. Wow. Well, my math is not so good, but I do know this. Big AP program equals busy AP coordinator. (laughs) You got that right. How did you become the AP coordinator? What's the story behind that? Well, actually, Derek, our program had grown so much, we were having challenges staying organized on AP exam day, and we didn't want it to negatively impact our students. They work hard all year along with the AP teachers. We didn't want issues with paperwork, proctors, exam timing, all of that. So my principal decided that the school administration should take on a more active role and asked me to take on that role. But I think we could probably really say I was voluntold. Being an AP coordinator allows us to meaningfully and tangibly impact so many students and families. Lisa is going to share more about those opportunities in just a minute. But now, a quick break to hear from two of the most well-known AP coordinators in the world. Hello, fellow AP coordinators. I'm Carrie Larison. And I'm Carrie Franz. We moderate the AP coordinator community a free online platform connecting over 6,000 AP coordinators from around the world. On the community, AP coordinators ask questions, share information and resources, and professionally connect. We coordinators, well, we control how little or how much we use the community. We can receive updates daily, weekly, or as they happen. Or we can see what's being shared each time we sign in. On the community, the discussion board is the hub of communication. It is here that coordinators post questions, share best practices, and gain valuable information to best support our AP programs. Finally, the community is a spot to share and download successfully used resources by our fellow coordinators. Why reinvent the wheel when these valuable tools are right at our fingertips? So how do we access this community? It's simple. Go to apcommunity.collegeboard.org to get started and request your free membership. Again, that's apcommunity.collegeboard.org. This year, more than ever, we think it's important to be part of the AP coordinator community, and together we'll figure out how to best support AP programs at our schools. Thanks, everyone. We look forward to coordinating with you. Period 2. Motivated. So, Lisa, you shared with us how you became an AP coordinator, 
how did you actually learn what to do and how to be successful? Well, I was actually very fortunate, Derek. The counselor was still in the school that helped tremendously with the AP program. So I was able to sit side by side with her each step of the way and just learn what they did in previous years and take good notes. But I would be remiss if I didn't say this. When I sat down and actually read the AP coordinator manual, I couldn't believe how much information was in there. I was asking a lot of questions that were already answered in that manual. So lesson learned. I need to read first probably. All right. And in your coordinator role, what skills or talents, uh, what am I trying to say? What in your background helps you the most? Ooh, remember that uh, debits and credits and everything must balance. I would say a good way to word that is I am rigidly organized. <laughs> rigidly organized. I like that. Yeah, I can see how that would be a really good uh, trait for an AP coordinator. And Lisa, what's one thing you know now, but had to learn the hard way? Ooh, good question. Uh, always have a backup coordinator. There was one particular day I remember the proctor was late. And so I all of a sudden became the backup proctor. And so I didn't have a backup coordinator. Other proctors were coming to the main office to get exams to check out, but nobody was there and they're trying to reach me, but I'm in this exam trying to start it. So the very next year, I did two things. I had a backup coordinator, but that person was also <laughs> the first backup proctor, leaving me free to put out the fires everywhere. Lisa, you are amazing, definitely one of the best, but I know you're not complacent. You are a lifelong learner as well. So what are you still trying to improve on and what are you doing for professional development? Ooh, good question. You know, the one thing that remains constant is change in technology. So I try to keep the saw sharpened. And I do that in two ways. One is there's a program called Virtual Enterprises International, and I uh, help them with their online banking. So I basically help teachers and students throughout the southern region of the United States. And then I also am now a consultant for College Board. And uh, originally I was asked to be in the pilot program for the AP registration and ordering system. And I jumped on that because I was like, yes, this is going online. I want to learn this. And then when I learned it, I could not wait to share it with other AP coordinators. Lisa, before we talk about uh, what's going on this school year, I remember you saying that you had a unique combination of events last spring with COVID and some really challenging weather at the same time. Could you share that story with us? Sure. Yes, Derek. Right before COVID-19 uh, sent everybody home from school, Nashville was actually hit with a tornado. And so all of our schools closed because we had actual schools demolished. Our families' homes were demolished. So I was sitting at home watching the news, and there was a town in North Nashville 
that said, we see all these volunteers everywhere, but we need help. There aren't enough coming our way. So I grabbed my chainsaw, <laughs> threw it you, in the back of you the You grabbed tent. what? <laughs> my chainsaw. Your chainsaw. <laughs> yes, sir. Threw it in the back of my pickup truck and drove to North Nashville. I parked on a side street and grabbed the chainsaw and started walking. And this guy comes just walking out from behind the house. Ma'am, are you here to help? I said, that is precisely why I'm here. Why I'm here. He said, well, follow me. We need help. So we went into a backyard and there was a tree that was blocking the alleyway where the um, homeowners drive and park in their backyards there. It was on their fence and their shed. So we just started cutting it up and there were people everywhere. I was just cutting and people were carrying logs off and piling them up. And the family was there with us and we were able to unpeel the shed and her family heirlooms were in there. And Derek, they were actually Christmas bulbs and they were untouched, undamaged. So we pulled them out, we handed them to her. There was a few tears, a lot of hugs because that was right before COVID-19. And um, just I just looked around and saw all these people everywhere. And I thought, this is why we're called the volunteer state right here. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, Lisa, I have this one-of-a-kind visual in my head of you walking down the streets of North Nashville, chainsaw in hand. <laughs> Whether it's cutting down trees or enrolling students in their class sections, it's clear that Lisa gets the job done. To help everyone get the job done, we have a professional tip coming right up from one of our coordinator colleagues. And then we'll be right back with Lisa to talk more about being coordinated in the fall of 2020. Hi, I'm Leslie Ladd, AP Coordinator in Sugarland, Texas. Here's my pro tip to help with student accounts. It's important that my students remember their username, email address, and password for continual access. I do not want my students creating multiple accounts or getting locked out of using their AP Classroom resources. Many of my students use their cell phones to create their student account and to enroll in class sections. It takes just a few minutes and is quick and easy. A pro tip that I learned in one of my AP Coordinator workshops is to have students save three pieces of information and to save it in a secure place on their phone where they may store other passwords. Those three pieces of information are their username, the email address that they use to create the account, and password. This provides security and easy retrieval if the information is needed in the future. With many schools going to remote learning to start the school year, it's more important than ever to find ways to empower students to help themselves with their student accounts. Sadly, they are not able to just stop by my office for help these days. Well, good luck, everybody, and I hope that you stay safe and healthy. Take care, y'all. Period three, coordinated. Lisa, we've had some questions that we've been hearing in our AP Coordinator workshops and webinars and on the AP Coordinator community. We've had a lot of great questions, Derek, from both new coordinators and experienced coordinators. The topic that seems to be on everyone's mind is student accounts 
and student enrollment in class sections. So how was it managing the student account and student enrollment process at your school? Actually, Derek, it wasn't that different, even though we started virtually this year. Uh, basically, we gave students the website where to either log in or create a new account. And then uh, once our scheduling was done with, in our counseling department, I sent uh, each AP teacher their join codes. And I mean, I did that via email last year while we were in school, and I did it via email this year while we're virtual. And how was it this year versus last year? Any differences due to remote learning? I would say the biggest difference, although similar, was that last year, those few straggling students that haven't joined yet, I could visit each classroom and pull them out to the hallway and make sure they joined. The only difference this year is that the teacher is now including me on the email, and then I give them a day or two, and then I chime in. <laughs> I always start with the AP teacher. So basically what I do to keep them updated, though, is I send daily updates. I give them the percentage of students who are enrolled, followed by the top three teachers that met the deadline, Underneath that are the teachers who are now at 100% student enrollment. And then down at the bottom, it says, now let's get everybody out of the red. <laughs> and <laughs> I attach that spreadsheet that shows the, uh, the, the class sections and teachers who don't have 100% enrollment. So you're turning the student enrollment process into a teacher competition. I cannot lie. Yes, I am. And the teachers <laughs> get a treat. And I love I think, it. <laughs> next time you're in the building, come to the main office. All three of them have made a point to come to the main office and pick up their treat. Oh, my gosh. I love it. Great idea. Lisa, what's the most common question you get from students or teachers about student accounts or enrolling in class sections? Ooh, great question. Most common for students. I, I forgot my password, but I've been providing via email the student account help link for them, as well as the AP services for students phone number and email. And to my knowledge, Derek, we are at 97% enrollment. So I think it's working. I think students are getting in there and having success. And then from the teachers, there's been just a couple of issues. One is Either the teacher accidentally sent the wrong join code or they sent it in a mass email to all their different class sections and the child accidentally enrolled in the wrong class section. So right now, Derek, I am living in change section mode. What's your process for getting join codes to students who do not attend your school but want to test at your school? How and when do you get that exam-only join code to those students? Great question. So our students are allowed to enroll in virtual school classes within our district. So basically what I do is I create the exam-only section and then copy and paste that join code to both the virtual teacher and the student. That also gives me the opportunity to make sure the student knows you are joining 
the instructional side of it with that teacher's code and our side of it so they know the exam will be at Hume Fog on test day for the child. Lisa, this has been so great. It's been really special. And uh, I thank you so much for all your expert advice and for sharing your personal and professional experiences. Well, thank you for having me. This has been really fun. Before you go, one final question. Uh-oh. What does being an AP coordinator mean to you? Ooh. Well, you know, Derek, it's a huge responsibility. We all take national testing very seriously. Um, our principals trust us to be in this position because typically we're very organized. And to be honest with you, to be given that responsibility and the freedom to run the program at my school, I actually feel really special. In Lisa's time as AP coordinator at Hume Fogg Academic Magnet High School, exactly 7,029 students earned a three or higher on at least one AP exam. That's over 7,000 students earning a critical opportunity for college credit and or placement, saving both time and money at a time when both are extremely important. One AP coordinator, over 7,000 students and counting. This is the difference a great coordinator combined with great AP teachers and school administration. This is the difference we can make. This is what a model AP program looks like. This is what it means to be coordinated. Next time on Coordinated. It has been super challenging, Derek. We've gone from all of our kids coming back to the building to half of our kids coming back to the building to none of the kids coming back to our building. Um, so now we're a fully remote. It's been really interesting around here. The Coordinator Tour journeys from Nashville to Chicago. Discover what it's like to be a husband father of two children remote learning at home, an English teacher, testing coordinator, and new co-host of the AP Coordinator webinar series all at the same time. Don't miss a special episode with AP Coordinator superstar Mark Helgeson. Thank you for listening to Coordinated. Our executive producer is Bill Lankenau, assistant producer and post-production mastery Tierra Pinto. Additional vocal support by Leslie Ladd, AP coordinator at Dulles High School, Sugarland, Texas. Artwork by Amy O, AP art and design student at Savannah Arts Academy, Savannah, Georgia. Our theme music is Good as Gold by Jackie Ray, former AP music theory student at Oakton High School, Vienna, Virginia. Coordinated is written and produced by myself, Derek Kometa. Recording, sound design, and general audio wizardry also by myself, Derek Kometa. And you may have noticed I said we and our a few times when talking about AP coordinators. I was an AP coordinator 
for 15 plus years at one of the top independent schools in the world. So though I am currently employed by the college board, I believe, well, once a coordinator, always a coordinator. It's in my DNA. Thanks to Jim Cluley, Terry Redekin, and all my colleagues at the College Board for allowing me to connect with my favorite people in all of education. Don't miss an episode? Please leave a review and subscribe to Coordinated. Your feedback is important to us. Just like an AP exam, we'd love to earn A5. For more information on AP Coordinators, visit collegeboard.org slash AP Coordinator Training. That's one word collegeboard.org, AP Coordinator Training. And like the song says, AP Coordinators, we are good as gold. Good is gold.